now I felt completely disoriented and even more out of control. Like I couldn't see anything and I couldn't see him until he was literally under my nose, lying on my chest. Welcome to the Labor Lessons Podcast. Real life lessons from real life labor and delivery experiences. Offering support and the knowledge that you are not alone on your birthing journey. The purpose of this podcast is to educate based on others' past experiences. It is not intended as medical advice. I'm your host, Carly, C-section mom, VBAC mom, and mom who's simply passionate about birth. Welcome to this episode of the Labor Lessons Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with my friend, Christine. Christine is a former secondary and post-secondary English educator turned stay-at-home homeschooling mom. And she's pretty amazing. She doesn't just homeschool. She writes her own curriculum. She is super impressive. She now gets to spend her time teaching her favorite people, chauffeuring them around to their various activities, and going on playdates, like with me and my little ones. Some of Christine's favorite self-care practices include nature walks and gel manicures. Christine's labor lesson is, glasses or contacts during labor and delivery? Choose the eyewear that makes you feel the most confident and in control. And this is a really interesting lesson because I'm not sure how many people actually think about this. Um, So I'm really excited to hear how Christine came to learn this lesson. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about, give us a little bit of background to your story um, and how you came to learn this lesson today? Okay, right now, I wear daily contacts, but I'm going to take you back, what, a little over six years to the time when I was still wearing monthly contacts, which I actually don't really remember that time of life. Honestly, I don't know how I did it because now that I have the dailies, it's just a godsend, really. Um, But at that time, I was extra particular with being careful uh, not to have anything happen to them or scratch them or anything because I only had a supply of 12 for the year. And then maybe I think my office gave me an extra few just in case kind of thing. But I didn't really have an abundance of contacts in the way that I do now. So my first labor was that long ago. It was six years ago when I was wearing monthly contacts. And I was going in to have my first child. And it was an induction. So I did have a little bit of heads up on planning a little bit of what I was going to pack and all of that. And when it came time for packing up my hospital bag... I packed way too much, which that's a separate lesson. Um, but anyway, it, I knew, though, at that point when I was packing that I definitely um, didn't want to pack unnecessary things that I could legitimately think of ahead of time. So I thought, let me pack my glasses. It's one less thing I got to worry about, meaning I don't have to pack the contact lens case. I don't have to pack the solution. 
I don't have to pack an extra pair in case something happens to the first one. Let me just put the glasses on and easy peasy will be done. But it turns out that that was actually more cumbersome for me. I went into labor or I went in to go for my induction and basically labor started right away. I don't know if my body knew it was actually time or what, but it synced up. I started right away. It was a full 30 hours before I even got my epidural. During those 30 hours, I'm tossing and turning, I'm crunching, I'm bending, I'm doing everything that a woman in labor does to try to ease the pain. And all the while, my glasses are getting banged up, smushed against the bridge of my nose. I'm sweating and they're sliding down. You name it, it was happening. It was so frustrating, so annoying. Um, And just as a side note, my glasses are already the eyewear that make me feel a little bit disoriented anyway, because my peripheral vision is terrible in my glasses. That's why I wear my my contacts 99% of the time, so that I can really see everywhere. Um, But having all of this happening, getting banged up, and they're sliding and slipping and everything else, it really felt uncomfortable in addition to not really being able to see that well anyway. So it just got to the point where around hour 30, when I finally got my epidural, I actually took my glasses off at that point because I had to make sure that I had some time to close my eyes, really rest or sleep even, because I knew that delivery would be shortly thereafter once my body relaxed. And it did. Um, By the time my son was born, he came out on hour 36. And I slept for about four hours from 30 to 34. For the last hour and 45 minutes is when I pushed. But at that point, I had not put my glasses back on because I was afraid that as I was, you know, kind of like doing the bearing down and pushing, that they would be getting like almost bent in between my forehead and the top of my nose. I was afraid that they were going to get crunched or actually crack or something. So I didn't even bother putting them on. Um, But honestly, that was probably the worst mistake because now I felt completely disoriented and even more out of control than you already feel when you're with an epidural because you can't feel everything. I mean, you feel pressure, but you don't really feel your legs or anything. So I'm already not really feeling in control. And now I can't see. I'm the type of person who can barely see going from my bed to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So to be doing, so to be doing something so intense, what, I might as well have been doing it in the dark because it felt like I couldn't see, like I couldn't see anything and I couldn't see him until he was literally under my nose, lying on my chest So I missed the first few seconds of his life because all I could do was feel what I could and then wait for the, for the doctor to lay him on me. Um, And because of that, I just felt like labor and delivery were kind of to me versus something I was doing. I couldn't really see anything and it felt really uncomfortable. Um, So I knew for the second time around and any subsequent times, if they ever come, that 
contacts for me is the way to go. And that's what I did for the second time around. Okay. Um, why don't you, well, I just want to say I'm in the same boat as you with like glasses and contacts. I wear contacts, you know, like 99% of the time I wear my glasses in the morning when I first wake up and then in the evening before I go to bed and I have the same issue. I don't wear them out of the house because I can't see out of my peripherals and it makes me feel very disoriented. So I can't even imagine wearing glasses for, for labor and delivery and kudos to you for 30 hours of unmedicated labor induced labor like super mom um, yeah it was pretty that's tough. Really impressive <laughs> yeah that's really impressive and now for the segment that i like to call ridiculous things my husband has said to me while pregnant today's ridiculous thing comes from Brittany in east Norton, pa she writes that after two months of trying she and her husband finally got pregnant with their son she was very excited and laid out a cute onesie with the test to surprise him with when he saw it, the first thing he said to her was, Is that why you've been being such a witch? Oh, oh man. She says he was obviously very happy and so excited. Just really funny how that happened. Uh, oh, I wish that guys could spend just a day being pregnant and, and they would understand. Oh, if you have a ridiculous thing that your husband or boyfriend has said to you while pregnant, visit me at laborlessons.com. Click on the contact us page and don't forget to tell us your name and where you're from. You also have the option of leaving a voicemail and we can play that for our other listeners on the show. Now back to the episode. Um, so tell us about your second labor. How did that go? You switched to contacts for your second labor. Tell us about how that went. So the second time around actually wound up being an induction as well. Um, and because of that, I actually got the chance again to decide what was going to go in my bag, what was going to go on my face or in my eyes this time. And like I said earlier, a different labor lesson, I packed far fewer items. Um, but this time I did uh, wear my glass. Um, I'm sorry, wear my contacts. I left my glasses at home because I knew that the last time did not go as I expected. It was a lot more comfortable, uncomfortable than I expected it to be. Um, the second time around, which was a, a little over three and a half years later, so almost four years later, now I've switched over to daily contacts. And I knew that that was the way to go because now I have a year supply of daily contacts, which means I have an abundance of extras and it, it didn't even bother me to think that I might be keeping them in for hours at a time or even longer than what you're typically supposed to, because I, I knew I was bringing a few extra pairs to switch off when I had the opportunity to. Because I was inducted and I could prepare for this a little bit, the contacts that I wore during that particular day, I changed out and put on uh, put in a brand new pair basically right before I went to the hospital for the induction. So I would be starting my labor off fresh with a brand new pair. Most eye doctors recommend only about eight hours, but usually during the day I go 10 to 12 or more. I might have to re-wet here or there, but I figured if I could get a solid 12 hours out of this first pair, the next day I would just switch them whenever I had an opportunity. 
opportunity, and that's exactly what I did. I brought a few extra pairs, and I switched. Um, when the contraction happened, I went through it. I then when it, when it came down, I really quickly took the right one out, put the new one in, and did the same with the left one on the next contraction or after the next contraction was over. And then um, those ones I left in for probably about another eight or so hours. And then when my daughter was born, I left them in for a little bit after she was born so that I could see her and I could get, you know, you know, acquainted for the first, you know, few minutes, like I missed the first time with my son. And then once she had a moment to like lay down and she was calm for a few minutes, then I switched out for the last pair. And then I left them in until basically it was time to go home the next day. Um, so that would have been about another 12 or so hours with that last pair that I brought in. But that even even with having to change out in the middle of labor and then shortly after birth, it was so much better and, and so worth those few minutes of inconvenience because the glasses the first time were just far worse. Mm-hmm. That's really, <laughs> that's really impressive. I don't think that most people, well, first of all, I should say, I don't take, I must not take nearly as good care of my contacts as you do, but I don't think that most people would like plan for that ahead of time. Like I think I wore my contacts the first time around for probably 24 hours straight and wasn't ever like, I need to take these out and, and do something with them. It was just like, oh, well, you know, like I'm going to leave them in. So I think that's really impressive that you planned for that and that you actually like followed through. Yeah, I mean, I definitely consider just leaving them in, but obviously then I would be running into a lot more of the dryness issue or sometimes I get a little bit of um, almost like a sticky kind of feeling. No, not sticky, but um, like my my eyelid is sticking to them kind of thing. And I didn't want to experience that because I figured that would be just as bad as the glasses bopping around and, you know, falling off and stuff. So I, I did do a little bit of planning ahead of time, but, you know, I also had that luxury. I didn't go into natural labor where it was like I had no choice. I did have a second, especially the second time around, to really stop and think, how, how am I going to do this now? Now, if I felt like in the middle of my contractions that I couldn't switch them out effectively, I would have just left them in like you did. Absolutely. Do you remember at what point during your first labor that you began to feel like your glasses were unmanageable and were like, oh, I wish I'd brought contacts with me? Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure, but it was it was way earlier than halfway to that 30-hour mark. At the 30-hour mark, I was about ready to throw them across the room because I was so annoyed and stressed and I'm already contracting for so long and I was already well into it. I would say it was probably like hour 10 if I could get a get a good guess in there. It was it was very early on that I was like, "Oh no, you made a wrong choice, girl." <laughs> Did anyone like hospital staff, nurses, doctors, like offer you any advice like, hey, this is what's worked for people before who have worn glasses. Maybe you could try this. Or did you ask anyone for advice or was it kind of like, I'm just going to take these off? I don't re- I don't remember anybody offering me any help whatsoever. But at the same time, I didn't really ask for it either. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, I'm not saying that to like 
put it on you. Like, did you ask for help? But I wasn't sure if maybe the staff had dealt with something like that before. I mean, they see people in labor, you know, every day, like multiple women in labor every day. So I wasn't sure if they were like, hey, well, this, you know, why don't you try doing this? Or I have these wipes or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I I wish that one of my nurses, because after that long of a labor, through about four or five shift changes easily, and um, I don't recall anyone saying, oh, this this mom did this before or whatever. No. Looking back, you've experienced labor with both glasses and contacts. Do you have any advice for someone who doesn't wear contacts or maybe prefers to wear glasses and would like to wear their glasses for their labor and delivery, but doesn't want to have the same experience that you've had? Yes, I do. And it's something that I thought about in hindsight that my glasses at the time of the first labor I had already had for, I don't know, four or five years. Because again, if I'm wearing contacts all the time, as I did at that time, I wasn't really paying attention to the quality of my glasses. I realized I had never really gotten them realigned or reset, really. So that would be my suggestion that if a mom-to-be wants to wear her glasses, to just make sure that they're reset or realigned with her eye doctor a couple weeks ahead of birth. And even getting the, the nose pads changed out or exchanged so that they have a better grip. Do you feel like some sort of, um, some sort of band around the back might have also been helpful to kind of keep them in place a little bit tighter? Sure. I mean, I think that that definitely helps too, because then that would have helped stabilize them in the correct position. So the combination of getting your glasses reset or realigned so that the hinges are tightened up and they're sitting properly against the temples, getting the nose pads changed for a firmer grip, and then even having the band attached at the back in the same way like goggles would be on someone's head. All of that combined, I think, would definitely make for a better experience for anyone who wants to wear glasses during uh, labor and delivery. It's not going to be 100% foolproof, but it definitely will help, I would say. Now, how about on the other side of that? Do you have any tips for someone who, like you, also doesn't wear their glasses very often, but maybe doesn't have daily contacts and wants to wear their contacts during labor and delivery? If you don't have daily contacts... And if you have time to go to your eye doctor, I would suggest either switching over or maybe asking for some samples so that you do have a few extra to bring with you. But absolutely, whether you're wearing monthlies, weeklies, dailies, whatever, definitely bring some kind of re-wetting solution, whether that's re-wetting drops specifically made for contact lens wearers. And you can get real cheap ones at Target or Walmart um, or you can just go with your regular saline solution or your multi-purpose solution that you would use in your contact lens case. Have something that constantly can be re- re-wetting your lenses so that you're not having that sticking sensation, you're not having that dryness, and you're feeling like you know your eyes are just as hydrated as the rest of you. Okay, awesome. Those are great tips. I didn't even know they made re-wetting drops for contacts. Yeah, I didn't know that either, actually, until uh, a couple years ago, uh, maybe, maybe three years ago, I think I finally discovered it. Because prior to that, I was just using the big old bottle of 
right? solution <laughs> and like trying to hold it above my eye. And, and I knew that there were re-wetting drops that there's tons of different brands, but I didn't realize until I use them with my contacts that they're not actually, they're just meant for your, your eyeballs. So you have to look for the ones that specifically say for contact lens wearers or for contact lenses. Awesome. That's awesome. I learned something new today. How about that? Christine, do you have any other advice or tips for our listeners uh, when planning what kind of eyewear they're going to wear for labor and delivery? Uh, no, I, I would say that we've pretty much run the gamut on the eyewear, but always um, understand and know and ask that there are other options so that you can see what's happening. With my first labor, I was offered a mirror to see what was going on, and I was so exhausted at that point that I declined it. But in hindsight, I wish I had just looked for a couple of seconds because that would have been something for me to see, even though I really couldn't see anything else. Obviously, you can have a birthing partner or somebody else taking photographs or a video as well that you can always look back. It's not quite the same thing as firsthand, but it is an option. And they do also um, have birth photographers now, too. There are lots of people who have birth photographers there to capture you know, those special moments. So that's an option also. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you'll have to follow your birthing center or hospital's protocol for COVID policies, because I'm sure things have changed in the past few years, but it is still an option for some people. Okay, awesome. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing your tips. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. If you've been enjoying the Labor Lessons podcast, please leave a review and let others know. You can do this on your favorite podcast listening app or directly on the website at laborlessons.com. Tell us which episode has been your favorite so far and why. I would greatly appreciate it. Until next time.